everybody. Welcome back to The Generous Life. My name is Eddie Copeland. I will serve as the host for our conversation today as we talk with Scott Harris of Mission Increase, introducing Mission Increase under our Unite Vertical and taking a deeper dive in how they come alongside ministry leaders and local nonprofits to strengthen the work that they do in the parachurch nonprofit environment. Welcome back to the Generous Life Podcast. Uh, I'm Eddie Copeland. I'm serving as your host today as we jump into continuing our conversation around the NCF South Florida ecosystem of Invest, Equip, and Unite. Just to refresh your memory, uh, Invest is all the stuff that we do in the generosity space as it pertains to money. Lori Farquhar, my colleague, heads that up. In the Equip space, we're busy answering the question, how do we connect Sunday's faith to Monday's work and work with the marketplace and business leaders and business owners in our community so that they can be awakened to how they use their platform of their business to serve the kingdom of God. And finally, I have the privilege of overseeing Unite. And many of you all know in our ecosystem, we have this thing called Church United, where we bring together pastors and ministry leaders to, to connect and collaborate together to further the kingdom of God in the region. But what some of you don't know is under the Unite vertical, we have this thing called Mission Increase that replaced Ministry Ventures, where we work with an organization called Mission Increase that works with executive directors of ministries and nonprofits so that they can be fueled to do what they do Better. So one of the things that we heard a lot in the NCF environment from our donors is, hey, I give great money to this nonprofit, but I would actually give a little bit more if I felt a little better about who they are and like how they did what they did under the hood. So who's helping ministries do what they do better? And when we looked under the hood of Mission Increase, we said, we've got to work with them. So we've put them in our ecosystem. And today I'm joined by a very special guest, Scott Harris, who is the vice president of of church engagement and global engagement for Mission Increase. And we've been spending the day together here, and uh, we want to welcome you to our podcast. Uh, great to be with you. Thank you, Eddie. Yeah, it's um, it's so much fun to partner with a guy like Scott and a ministry like Mission Increase because we share the same heart, is that we're looking at the church and we're defining the church as the people of God getting mobilized in a region. So when we think about Unite, it's just not pastors coming together to, to, to make their community community, more just and merciful place. But we've got to look at the entire ecosystem and go, man, God's given us some incredible faith-based nonprofits here. And what would it look like to strengthen them and to come alongside them? And that's what you're doing every day. That's right. That's right. And so I found Mission Increase. I I was a missions pastor of a church in Nashville, Tennessee, and we wanted to be generous. We wanted to send our people to faith-based nonprofits that would be a good platform for them to live out God's call on their lives. And we wanted to invest our mission dollars in good, healthy organizations. So I started asking the question, is there something that we could bring to our community that would help faith-based nonprofits do their job better? And I was amazed how difficult it was to find resources that would help faith-based nonprofits have the right tools in the toolbox. So I went searching, and I heard about Mission Increase, and I went out to Portland, Oregon, where we are headquartered, and I saw the model. I saw hundreds of faith-based nonprofit leaders gathering regularly for training and equipping in organizational health and financial stability. 
And I said, we need this in our city. And they explained to me how we could bring it to our city. So in 2015, we opened Mission Increase in Nashville. And uh, we are now a biblical learning community of 248 faith-based nonprofits. Now, what I didn't realize at the time, Eddie, was they had never had a church bring mission increase to a community. And so they said to me, why would a church care about the flourishing of nonprofits in their city? I was just about to ask you that. Right. Now, so just think of that question, right? So I gave them 19 reasons why we as a church would care. Here are the top two. Number one. Healthier faith-based nonprofits are going to reach more people for Jesus, I would think. So as a local church leader, don't I care about that? And then number two, healthier faith-based nonprofits are going to give our members who we are called to equip better, healthier platforms to live out God's call on their lives. So So don't I care about that? So it's a no-brainer. That led to a relationship, and I am now with Mission Increase. And so what we seek to do is provide organizational help for faith-based nonprofits. So that serves the nonprofit. But when we do that, we also serve the local church because now they have a better partner when it comes to homelessness or literacy or crisis pregnancy. Whatever the issue is, healthier faith-based nonprofits will better equip God's people and bless local churches when they do their job better. Yeah, we are super excited about this partnership that we get to have with you and with Mission Increase because in our DNA, really for the last 20 years, we've been bringing nonprofits together to to, to encourage them, to equip them. But to your point, there wasn't a lot of organizations that wake up every day going, man, like we love the local church and we love the local faith-based nonprofit. And we want to not only bridge that gap, but strengthen both of those environments so that they work together and find synergy. And you guys do that really well. Well, we're certainly trying. And what we have found is I'm constantly surprised how few people are trying to do that. There aren't enough. Yeah. And so we do not claim to have all the answers or have it all figured out. We're just trying to be one voice, but we need a lot of other voices. So what we have found is this is a way we can serve donors, right? Because donors need good places to invest their dollars, right? Yeah. If individual Christians are called to be generous, then they need to have good places to invest their dollars, But, you know, churches are also supposed to be generous, aren't we? And so we need good places to invest our church mission dollars. Yeah. So if I can bring to the city uh, an organization like Mission Increase that is going to train that faith-based nonprofit in biblical fundraising, strategic planning, board governance, working better with churches, um, having a more robust volunteer structure. You know, as a pastor, there's nothing worse, Eddie, than when a church member comes up to me on a Sunday morning and says, you know, I really have a passion for the homeless. And I tell this church member, go volunteer at this particular ministry. And they come back and they say, you know, that was the worst experience of my life. Or they never called me back. Or they never called me back. I hear that one a lot. Or we don't give them any money, do we? Because they do not know what they're doing. So anyway, so, so when we found Mission Increase, we then could say to our church members, hey, we are providing not only some accountability, but some training and equipping. Look, Vetting ministries is so important. I get it. It's not enough. 
what do you do beyond the vetting, right? And so as a pastor, when a church member says, hey, my cousin has started a medical clinic in the next town, right? I want to be able to actually give them something that will help them get better. Hey, let's pause right yeah. right here on this topic because, you know, in pastoral ministry or really in the Christian world, it's easy to kind of dog on the nonprofit, right? Like it's easy to talk about Hey, we don't give them any money, right? They don't know what they're doing. Vetting nonprofit. Like I'm with you on all of that, but oftentimes it stops there. Mm. And there's such great nonprofits, great executive directors pouring their heart and soul out, doing the best that they know how to do. And I think we in this ecosystem got frustrated early on because we're hearing from generous donors and we're going, okay, but like, what are we doing to help them? And when we looked high and low, we landed on ministry ventures. And now that you guys have acquired them, you guys have taken it to the next level. I am so impressed by what you do and your heart to come alongside these ministries. So can you take us under the hood real quick? I'm an, uh, let's just pretend I'm a, a nonprofit leader yes. in town and I hear about mission increase yes. and I hear about these workshops that you guys do. What would I experience at one? Yeah. Great question. So um, we are in 24 communities across the country, South Florida, of course, uh, being one of those. And so when we set up shop in a community, uh, we offer our services at no charge to the ministry. Now, that uh, depends who you talk to. Some people love that model. Some people don't. Um, you know, many times people will say, well, don't they need to pay something so they have some skin in the game? And that is very fair. But, you know, I meet a lot of nonprofits, especially the smaller nonprofit that we tend to attract, the smaller nonprofit that can't afford the consultant, the smaller nonprofit that that's not going to spend their money on a marketing plan because they're just trying to feed hungry people in their neighborhood. So in some ways, haven't they given a lot of skin already by being in this work? So your typical nonprofit, they have this vision. There's a huge need. There's a huge problem and they want to do something about it, uh, but they don't have all the tools in the toolbox. So we want to give them tools. So how do the tools work? So we are on a quarterly system. So every quarter, there is a workshop. And the typical area director for Mission Increase, that's Chris Lane here in Miami, what an area director will do is they will typically conduct the workshop um, in two, three, four, five locations in a given area. We want to take the teaching to where the nonprofits are. So they register, and maybe the topic is on board governance. A nonprofit's number one felt need is funding. But probably a bigger need, even though it's not as big of a felt need, is effective board governance. Yeah. So let's say the topic is on board governance. So the workshop is going to be in these five locations. You sign up. You come to the workshop you want to go to. Now, maybe as a nonprofit leader, that's all you've got time for that quarter is that one workshop. But maybe you got a little bit more time where there's some angst and you really need to lean into this topic. And so our area director will say, hey, if anyone wants more and to go deeper on this topic, we're going to do some small group coaching around this topic. And then maybe after that, you you want some one-on-one time with the area director. We have a system for that. Again, all of this is a no charge. So think large group workshop, small group coaching, one-on-one coaching on a quarterly rhythm. 
And this area director becomes not only a coach, a mentor, a chaplain, a counselor, a shoulder to cry on because a safe third space, a safe third space. And um, I wish there were more out there doing this, but there aren't. So we would invite others to join us, right? Uh, we're not the only game in town, but sometimes it feels like we are. Yeah, I, I, I totally get that. And uh, I love that you gave a shout out to Chris Lane. Uh, many of you know Chris Lane here. She uh, leads our Miami office. And uh, we've actually split her time. in. so half of her job is giving some oversight to our NCF office in Miami, specifically around the invest vertical. But she has just this deep heart and passion to care for ministries. And yes. so uh, she's our area director for Miami. And we've been piloting our relationship for about the last two years. So, hey, let's start in Miami. Let's start with Chris. We had someone to build with that loves ministries, that has this in her heart. But what we're super excited about, well, in fact, what we've been talking about all day mm. is how do we scale this throughout South Florida, which you would see as fertile ground. Amen. Well, in any city, and especially maybe an area like South Florida that has a cultural imprint, I think in many ways, South Florida. Uh, really punches above its weight. It's an influential space, right? It's a gateway to the Americas. Uh, Florida itself is growing. And by the way, we have mission increased communities in Orlando uh, as well as Tampa, right? So we have a presence in Florida. And so we want nonprofits to know they're not alone. One of the benefits of Mission Increase and the workshops we do is nonprofit people are busy, right, like we all are. These workshops, when they come to the workshop, they're not only getting the content, they're also getting the fellowship and the friendship and the counsel and the advice of their peers. And we do not discriminate, meaning uh, who comes to our workshops? Well, anyone can come. Uh, the vast majority are faith-based nonprofits because we are unapologetic about our commitment to the Bible. And uh, we sometimes have Christian nonprofit leaders. They may work at a secular nonprofit, but they need to know how to integrate their faith in their ministry work. Absolutely. But most would be a faith-based nonprofit leader the executive director or the development director or their volunteer director, we tell a ministry, you bring however many people to our workshop you want, whether it's your staff, your board, uh, it's for you. And uh, our team in Portland develops the content. And so when Chris Lane has a workshop, Chris isn't having to think, hey, what am I going to teach on this quarter? We provide her the content She adapts it to her community and to her personality. And then all the area directors from around the country get to work on the content together. And that's what I love about your model and why it's fit so well in our ecosystem here is you guys are by definition, these open-handed kind of collaborators, co-creators, and you're great curators at best in class content. I've sat through the workshops. I mean, we've had over 40 ministries just in Miami alone that have gone through this. We're now in year two. So we've 
clearly caught a tiger by the tail yes. and you're meeting a felt need, not just because we bring ministries together, but it's the content, it's the quality, it's the camaraderie, and it's meeting such a felt need. And we are super excited that we get to partner with you because our heart is to serve the capital C church. It's why Bingo. all these three pillars kind of make sense together. We're not just working with generous donors. We're not just working with marketplace leaders. We're not just working with pastors and ministry leaders. Together, we make up the church, the people of God. And when we strengthen our faith-based nonprofits, that's part of how we bring the kingdom of God to bear in South Florida. Because in the kingdom that's coming, as we all believe, homelessness will be no more. Foster care will be no more. So if you're thinking, why do I really need to care? Like my church does that. Or like, I give money to this thing, like it's not my problem. It is our problem, right. right? That's right. Exactly. And so we talk about sort of two sides of the same church. There are the congregations and there are the faith-based nonprofits, and they're both part of God's church, right? And we need both. We need both to be healthy, and we need them to honor each other. We need them to know how to work better together. Synergistic disciple-making is is one term that I've heard that kind of describes this because both the congregation and the nonprofit together equip God's people to transform their community, right? Yeah. And I think that's part of God's design. And we see a picture of this in Acts 13. When the church at Antioch is worshiping, praying, and fasting, and the Holy Spirit shows up and says, set apart for me uh, Barnabas and Paul, and lay hands on them and send them out to go get something done. So you see the church gathered and you see the church sent. So congregations are the place of gathering and nurturing and equipping. Nonprofits are an expression of the church on mission. And so they each need each other, but they often don't understand each other. And sometimes they are suspicious of one another. Maybe you've heard the term parachurch to describe faith-based nonprofits. Well, sometimes those in the in the congregation world, look at the parachurch as parasite. You just want our money and our people. And sometimes nonprofit leaders struggle with local congregations. Uh, are you just a country club with a cross on it? Uh, you talk a good game, but are you doing enough? Well, we need to help the nonprofit leader understand that a church is a cradle-to-grave ministry that has built-in inefficiencies. You know, a church can't say we're good at weddings, but we're not good at funerals, so we're not going to do funerals. No, a a church, big or small, has to just do so many things. So how do you help the nonprofit leader look at the local church in a different way, to fall in love with it again? And then how do you help the local church say, hey, this nonprofit is an extension and is a platform for us. They have expertise. They have the luxury of focusing on one particular issue. So let's actually... Do it together I for love, the sake of our city. I love what you're putting on the table here, Scott. And hey, for part two of this episode, we're actually going to talk about reimagining the church and parachurch relationship because I think there's so much Good. of what you just put on the table here. And really, as we look at the Unite space, mm-hmm. it's it's what you just said. It's we don't want to create this dichotomy between pastors and ministry leaders or churches and nonprofits. What we want to say is we want to strengthen the body of Christ to the, so that they could connect 
connect, collaborate, and celebrate what we can accomplish together. Because when we all catch this vision of furthering the kingdom of God in the region, when I realize that my money is not my own, but a gift from the Lord, that what the, the, the platform that God has given me in my marketplace engagement or my business, and all of this works together so that the church, mm. the kingdom of God can go forward, that's how you change the spiritual Amen. narrative of community. And that is how we not own, that's not only how we answer the pagan critique of the church. Now, I get it. Uh, the world is always going to be critical of God's people, right? I want them to be offended by the gospel, not by my immaturity and lack Come of on, cooperation. Absolutely. So, but it does answer the pagan critique, but it also answers a growing Christian critique of countless numbers of Christians who love Jesus, who love what they read in the New Testament about the church, um, but they see the division and they're checking out. And I love the local church and I love the nonprofit. And when they learn how to work better together, it actually answers the critique of an increasing number of skeptical Christians so they really do need each other. Yeah, and again, we'll talk about this in part two because you've heard me talk about, we've always all, all talked about here about the next generation being very causal, right? Yes. And, the, and we're going to get into that in our next episode here. But uh, if you've been listening, I've been talking with Scott Harris, who is the Vice President of Church Partnerships and Global Engagement with Mission Increase that finds itself here as part of our ecosystem. And Scott, as we seek to wrap up here and for, for, for our time, if I'm a if I'm a pastor, uh, if I'm a ministry leader, and I'm like I'm kind of curious about um, what you guys are talking about, what would you say to them? Yes, pastors, whether your church is big or small, you have people in your congregation who devote time to faith based nonprofits. Encourage them and honor them as they serve at the local homeless shelter or at the after-school tutoring program. They are representing your church in that space. So your church is there when your people are there. That is not a distraction. That's not a problem. That is a benefit and a gift that you are giving to the city. So own the fact that you as a church probably have a much bigger footprint in your city than you give yourself credit for. So lead into that. Take an inventory of what your people are doing and don't see that as them being distracted and not being, quote, loyal with their time to the local church. But no, you're equipping them. So embrace it. Mission Increase is available to the nonprofits that you support and the people in your church who have started a nonprofit or who want to start a nonprofit or who are involved in a nonprofit. We want to help them do their job better. And when we do, we are blessing you as a congregation. And pastor, don't forget, you are meant to have leverage and influence in your city. And when you love the nonprofit and you pastor the nonprofit and you encourage them and advocate for them, you are increasing your influence in them and they in turn are reaching people in your city. So don't shy away from the faith-based nonprofit. They may need some help for sure, uh, but understand that you have influence and leverage. So steward it for the good of your city by loving and blessing, supporting, and holding nonprofits to account. 
It's great. Scott, thank you so much for joining us today. Looking forward to continuing this conversation as we talk about in part two, reimagining the church parachurch relationship. Uh, if you're a ministry leader and you're like, man, like I want to be part of Mission Increase, but I heard it's in just in Miami. Hey, great news. Uh, this year, we're going to start rolling out slowly here in Broward County and in West Palm Beach. And uh, we are looking forward to building some deep, deep um, bridges and relationships across all of our nonprofit partners uh, throughout South Florida. If you're a donor and you're like, man, like I love what I just heard and I've got a nonprofit that I would love to see be a part of the Mission Increase community, let us know. Visit our website, ncfgiving.com slash South Florida. Once again, ncfgiving.com slash South Florida. And you can learn more about not just uh, our ecosystem, but also Mission Increase. So I'm Eddie Copeland, and it's been a pleasure to host uh, Scott Harris of Mission Increase on this episode of The Generous Life.